Welcome to the New Life Digging Deeper podcast, where we take Sunday sermons a step further, giving you the opportunity to gain greater understanding and ultimately grow your relationship with Jesus. Welcome, everyone. We're so glad that you are joining us on the Digging Deeper podcast. My name is Cody Gesser. I am the worship pastor here at New Life Church in Morton, Illinois, and I'm joined by Pastor Brian L. Wilmarth. <laughs> That's not it. Nope. <laughs> Larry. Is Larry your middle name? Yeah, Larry. That's my parents love the name Larry, so that's what they went with. Lee, what is your middle name? <laughs> Matthew, actually. Matthew. So BMW, those are my initials. Oh, we had this yeah, conversation. Right? Did on, we do that on the I podcast? Think on the podcast. Oh no! <laughs> now we have to start over. <laughs> no, just just leave it. Okay. Anyway, so we are here and we are in full force, ready to talk about this new sermon series, Colossians. And yeah. we've had some great conversations in preaching team, mm-hmm. um, just about this series. And it's yep. wow, it's just been. It's hard. There's a lot that you could talk about, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, man. What are we well, talking about? Yes. What's the big idea, man? Yeah. So this week we started the series, and, and the whole series, we're, we're really wanting to explore like maturity in Christ, so becoming rooted in Jesus, and that's our subtitle for the series, uh, and I love... I love what we're going to go after overall, but for this particular Sunday, getting it kicked off, um, verse 10, live a life worthy of the Lord. And that's the big idea, but it was also the challenge, like um, the way we started out the message. Hey, how does this how does this strike you and all that kind of stuff? And so, um, allowing ourselves to kind of react to that and see what barriers are there um, allows us then to kind of work through whatever the Lord wants to grow us. And so, that call live a life worthy of the Lord. Um, it's not something we just do on our own muscle up and, you know, Mm -hmm. try really hard. But I think the Lord has uh, more for us in that call. Um, So when he does call us to live a life worthy, he's going to help us do it and enable us to do that. So that's kind of what we explored. Um, How do we do it? It's the gospel. It's Mm -hmm. the gospel work in us. Um, So yeah, super cool to to start off the way that we did. And I love that the series, I think, is going to continue to play out some of the things that we talked about this Sunday. So yeah. Super, super excited about it. Yeah. Um, so something we we're talking about in preaching team, we do an evaluation and we say, yeah, what was good? What was, could have been better? All these mm-hmm. things. And yep. something those voices, yep. there's so much to talk about, but mm-hmm. even in the history of the church of yeah. Colossia. Colossae. 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 Yeah. 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 No, it matters. Yeah. It's no, no, no. <laughs> Colossae. Colossae. Yeah. Um, and I thought maybe here on the podcast, you could give a little bit more mm-hmm. of the history behind yep that. Yep. So, um, drawing from what I have studied and what I can remember even. So Paul was not the person who planted the church. Um, he likely probably had met a person or two, you know, in the course of his journeys or whatever. Um, but it was one of his disciples or someone he was working with, Epaphras, who planted the church. And so Paul even mentions that at the beginning of the letter, uh, you heard the gospel from Epaphras. Um, so he's not actually spent a lot of time with this church. He doesn't know some of these people, and yet he's writing this incredible letter, and he says, like, hey, I always thank God for you. Like, I'm constantly praying for you. Mm-hmm. Like, how cool is yeah. that to yeah. be, like, man, somebody who, you know, has influenced uh, through other people, us, like, is praying for us. He's never met us. Like, that. that's that's so fascinating and incredible. An incredible kind of thing. But what Paul, um, what we discern is that Paul is addressing both the good things that he's seeing, like, hey, keep going, good job, I hear of your faith, that's awesome, 
But then later in the letter, he's going to go after some of probably what was happening at the time of an influence from some Jewish people, some Judaizers who wanted to say, no, 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 if you're going to follow Christ, you actually got to be circumcised. You got to follow the law. Um, And that that's probably the primary thing that he's addressing. Like, don't buy into that. All you need is Jesus. You don't need anything else. Um, But then there's also the Roman Empire, the paganism, the polytheism that existed. And that was true of Colossae as well. And so there were probably some other competing philosophies. My opinion, and scholars are divided on exactly what the false teaching was that he might refer to. My opinion is primarily it's Judaism. But there is a case to be made that there might have been a syncretistic kind of thing, like a blending of Judaism and some of these other pagan religions. And so it's this mishmash of different things. That could be true. And what Paul is saying is like, you don't need any of that. Mm-hmm. All you need is Jesus. You trust him and he's sufficient. Um, and so I think what Paul is, is writing to address is, hey, I hear good things, keep going, grow mature, and you don't need anything other than Jesus. And that, that is what he's trying to go after in writing this letter. Um, I don't think this was a church that was in like chaos or turmoil, kind of like you saw in Corinth or even Galatia. Um, but I think this church was confronted with challenges like any other church. And Paul's writing to encourage them, hey, stay, stay true, stay faithful, hold fast to Jesus as you heard in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the context. That's why he's writing the letter. And man, like... I think we probably feel a lot of those echoes too, whether it's in very specific ways or in just general, like there's the pull to be distracted to, to, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's other things like, no, all we need is Christ. It's Mm -hmm. all about him. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I just listened to the Bible project. (laughs) (laughs) I did listen to their video on this. So yeah, (laughs) the book is broken up into three chapters. That's right. Three separate parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they do such an awesome job. They do. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important to have that that background. And we've read a couple of times in the, with the worship team just through some of the things that Paul has written in that letter. And mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah. the identity pieces and yeah. just oh. how he just explains the fullness of God and like why Christ is who he is, mm-hmm. is just fascinating. So yeah. it's such a rich book. Um, one thing you landed on was that the gospel is how we bear fruit. Yeah. Yes. Um, which for me, for some reason, I was like, oh, yeah. But normally we always think like, no, like you pray and you read mm, your Bible mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like you do the right things and mm-hmm. this sort of thing happens. Um, while I'm sure you would say those things are important, mm-hmm. how how do we have that lens shift? Yeah, that's good. Um, for me, I when I uh, was in college and then in seminary, uh, I came across a few different writers, particularly in the kind of field of spiritual formation. So Dallas Willard is a big name there, and I, I really like him. I, I think his stuff is is excellent, and he's very deep. But thinking about like these practices, reading your Bible, going to church, praying, um, taking a Sabbath, uh, getting in a small group, all those things are practices. And the language that I derive from him and some others, like those are the means of grace. They're not the grace themselves, but like they help us like get to the thing. And that was a that was something that I don't know that I had realized when I was growing up in the faith. Mm-hmm. These practices are not in and of themselves the thing. It's so good to read your Bible, but what does that do? Reading our Bible helps us learn about Jesus. It helps us uh, grow in our relationship with him, spending time with him. Like that's the 
the means at which reading the scriptures or praying like does in any of that. So, um, yeah. So I, I see like the gospel is, is the thing bearing fruit in us. So praying, going to church, doing all of these practices help us access the gospel in new and deeper ways in our lives. And so to me, seeing all the things that we do as a means to an end, it's a means to get yeah. to Jesus. That was part of the shift for me. And I think that's part of what Paul is pointing to. It's the gospel that's bearing fruit. Like, remember, it's all about him. Jesus is Lord. That's the gospel. Mm-hmm. He died for you. He's He's been raised for you. Those are the ideas that Paul is is wanting to drive home. This is how you grow is by continually learning these ideas and in, in you know putting them into your lives like imparting it into specific situations um and so yeah to me that's that's one of the big shifts that takes place the practices that we do are so valuable but they are doing something to, like we leading us to something mm-hmm. rather than the thing themselves yeah we've talked a decent amount about about it but I think it's kind of like the gospel is the motivation yes. to you doing those yes. things, which then mm-hmm. ends up with fruit mm-hmm. versus like my motivation's obligation because yep. it's I, a duty morally. Yeah. I yeah. feel the need. Yeah. Or I have to pay God back. Um, sure. Like one of the things yeah. um, like this letter is full of thankfulness. Um, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was John Piper. There was an article or a blog post or something, but like, yeah, we need to cultivate that attitude of, gratitude that that thankfulness but there are times when we almost can think like oh because i'm showing gratitude yeah, yeah. therefore i'm paying god back when no 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 like it's not a debt that we're paying back like it is just um it's something that we we respond to because it this is already true so yeah um yeah and, and i'm i realized like just hitting everybody cold with that kind of idea but we we sometimes think that we do these things to either keep ourselves in God's favor or to pay him back for what he's done or to earn more. Cause he kind of, he paid our debt, but now we're at zero. So we got to start earning some credit. Um, and no, like we have the fullness of his righteousness. Like we are in him. We are secure. Like there's nothing we do. We are now l- becoming who we already are, or we, we are living in the reality that already is. Um, and I think that's, that's what all. about our rewards in heaven? <laughs> I thought that was what we were working for. That's, right. that's yeah, why you, that's you want a jewel in complete, your crown. Complete motivation. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember who I was talking to. They're like, I don't want to live in a mansion somewhere in heaven. Like, I want to be with God. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sure, it's, sure. It's, I mean, it's kind of a good point, you know, to remember. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, you said another thing. You said faith isn't individualistic. Oh, and, yep, yep. Um, I thought maybe even expounding upon that would be helpful because mm-hmm. there's sometimes where there has to be some aspects that are individual about our yes, faith, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and that was a little bit of a not an offhand comment, like it was planned, but it was not like central to it. But I realized, like, oh man, that's yeah, that's a bigger idea. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe just to highlight the history, like. 2000 years ago and beyond, or just many of these other cultures think very differently about life and people. And, um, and I think it's still true in many cultures today. They, they see life very communally. Like it's not me. And I, I operate in my individualist self. Like that was, that was something very Western that developed over centuries. We now inherited that. We think very individualistically. We think in terms of me and then how I, 
I interact with my family or my community, they would have used we language. Like they would have been thinking about the family, the the group, like that would have just been inherent into their mindset. So naming that, that is a dynamic that's in play. Um, sometimes we can be overly inv- individualistic in mm-hmm. our interpretation of the scriptures. Um, you know, when, when we read something, it's like the gospel is bearing fruit. Well, Paul said that he was picturing peoples, like multiple people. Um, it wasn't just like you as an individual are bearing fruit. He would, well, of course that's true, but he, he would have been thinking like the gospel is bearing fruit among people groups and peoples. And I see groups of people when I imagine what that's doing. So is there an individualistic component? Absolutely. And the call to individualistically practice our faith? Absolutely. We as individuals are to walk with the Lord and have a personal relationship with him. Yes. Um, but even that language would have been a little weird on, on their ears, like personal relationship. Well, like, it's the community, oh, interesting. the community, yeah, the church. That's so hard to unpack. I, I know, right? <laughs> and so there, I'm throwing an offhand comment in a sermon that, oh man, we could spend hours talking sure. about. But they they would have viewed the Christian walk Fascinating. as very much a communal thing. There's, I, I mean, there's so much in life that they just didn't see as an individual thing. Correct. Yes. We, we wow. make de- decisions very individually. I keep my own schedule and I compare that with my wife's and our family. And I'm, but yeah. like they would have, they wouldn't have done it that way. They just would have had like one communal schedule and we're all kind of doing it or whatever. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of yeah. a, a parallel. But just but, their rights and stuff were just yes. totally different and survival. Yes. You know, the comforts mm-hmm. didn't allow them to be as individualistic Correct. as we are. Yeah. To, for someone to be alone was a very scary reality. Oh. Mm-hmm. Whereas we now, we have resources and, and capability. Like for someone to be alone is not as scary of a reality mm-hmm. for us. Um, and, and so just those kinds of things that we just take for granted, we're thinking about, Yeah, they, they would have thought differently. Yeah. Um, and it's just, if nothing else, it's just good to be aware that there are differences. And so we want to check our assumptions or, you know, like, oh, of course it means this. Well, wait a minute, let me think about that. Is that actually true? You mm-hmm. know, Or could there be another way that we see it and understand it? Um, yeah, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's what you said on Sunday too, is like sometimes the more you learn, the more questions you have a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a great posture to have because the reality is like, yeah, we're not all theologians or historians mm-hmm. or could possibly know all the answers, but there's space and grace for that to like still walk in the word. It's not like, yes. well, yeah. I'm not going to do it because I'll never get it. No, right. You yeah, know? absolutely. Absolutely. And even us as as Westerners in the 21st century, we have very individualistic mindsets. That's still okay. Like read the Bible and we're going to take away important key ideas and, and our faith is personal and is individualistic. Yes. And it's also communal. And that's where we can grow as Americans today. It's like, well, let's try to incorporate some of that communal thinking that they would have assumed Mm -hmm. much more easily than us. So I think that's some of the takeaway of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could talk. (laughs) I have so many other questions about (laughs) that, but we won't go down that path. Sure, sure. Um, You asked a question at the beginning, which I thought was really good. And ultimately, it came out of preaching team because you said that. You said the statement, and everyone's kind of like, well that actually doesn't feel 
perfect, you know, mm-hmm. like necessarily. So yep. you said, what's your reaction? So I thought I could ask you what's your reaction yeah, yeah, yeah. to Colossians 1.10 is live a life worthy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. How do you react to that? Yeah, how I react to that. Um, I, I do gravitate towards that word worthy. And I think that was one of the first things I might have said in the sermon. Um, there are times when I don't quote unquote feel worthy. Like I know my shortcomings. I know how I failed. I know I've hurt people. I know my um, sin struggles. Like I see all that. And I'm like, oh man, I'm not worthy. Like God is so much bigger and better and, and he's good and I'm not. And so I, I, I feel that like worthy catch. Like, oh, I'm not worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but all, also at the same time, I feel that like live a life worthy there's a part of me that still feels like, well, but I can try. I can, I can work at it. And, and I'm pretty capable. I know how to do some things. And so, and I, I then at the same time also want to like make myself worthy and almost earn it. Um, and so again, that, that's probably not surprising. I, I feel like I've talked about that, but you could probably put that together in a lot of comments I make in sermons and such. So I, I gravitate towards that. Like I don't feel worthy, but I want to try to make myself worthy. And so I try to work really hard. I try to achieve. I try to build up. Mm-hmm. And so for me, hearing that that statement, live a life worthy, it feels like I'm doing the work to make that true. And Paul, in this text and, and in the rest of the letter, is trying to say, no, 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 that's not it. It's, it's the gospel. Mm-hmm. And it's when you're confronted with his incredible glory his beauty his majesty his goodness like that's what we're gonna go next week um we're gonna really just see man this is how good jesus is and he takes that goodness and he like rescues us he does it for us that that gospel redemption and and new creation um i don't have to earn it Mm -hmm. because it's a free gift Mm -hmm. and for me hearing the call to live a life worthy I need to not just run through my filter of, okay, A to B, like I need to do that, so I'm gonna try really hard, but rather hear that there is the pathway through the gospel. Mm-hmm. The reason I can, or the reason I have this call is because he has declared me worthy in the gospel. He has given me that status in his own um, his own eyes and his, in his mind and his life. Like the Lord says to me, you are worthy because I say so. Now be who you are. Live out of that. Receive my love. Receive this gift. And from there, be who you are. Don't don't try really hard because then you're not living in it. Like mm. allow me to change you to become this. And so step into that. And there's still work on my part or, or participation. That's a word I like. Participate with him to become this. Um, that's where the that's where this comes to fruition this is where we live it out yeah i don't know if you saw the video i made from the sunday sermon Mm -hmm. it was actually the moment where you were kind of speaking that over the congregation Mm -hmm. i thought that was just a really strong moment Mm because yeah it's so easy to not feel worthy and we've narrated a couple times in preaching team how it takes a tragedy for us to sometimes fully sometimes the best like learning tools for us yeah and and for us and an individualistic culture hmm. where it's like, I can fix everything I can. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly you can't, and yeah. then you go, Oh no. Mm-hmm. And it's the thing you said on Sunday where it's like, we need to surrender 
release, and then receive. Mm-hmm. And when you said those words on Sunday, it just kind of narrated that feeling in the process mm-hmm. that I felt happen in my heart of just like, yeah, what are you doing? Like yeah. you're totally yeah. missing it right now. Yep. And when I do that, suddenly I just have this overwhelming piece of just kind of like, oh, he's totally got this. And yeah, you know what's what's really getting me so worked up and mm-hmm. and you start taking a lot of attention off yourself and yeah it's it's one of those things that um man i feel like i've been learning this same lesson over and over <laughs> and over again like um, yeah, i i know it and i i have seen the fruit of it but i'm still learning it afresh over and over sometimes again. it's worse you found like better ways to justify it yeah that's right <laughs> We get super creative yeah, as human yeah. beings. Well, I'm not really doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a great, great first weekend. And I thought yeah. maybe here in the last section, you could kind of just talk about, you know, where we're going. And yeah. another reason yeah. why we're going after this, you shared our church. We're mm-hmm. about to roll out a new vision yes. statement. And yep. the church, we're just kind of stepping into something new. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe for those of you who are listening to this podcast, like here's a little tease for you. Like, Hey, you get a kind of an exclusive sort of thing. We do feel like we've, we've, um, come, come to a a great place on, on what we sense God is asking of us to do in terms of a vision and a direction for this next season. So yeah, like that's coming. Um, and it is, it is intentional that we're doing Colossians, because this book is pointing us to going deep and going, um, being deeply rooted in him, that discipleship kind of thing. And we've talked about that, but um, we feel confirmed in that. And that's not to the exclusion of outreach or, or evangelism. Um, I actually think going deep, um, going deep in Jesus is going to push us to go wide and out. And so anyway, doing um, doing this series is intentionally kind of priming us or setting us up for what what I think God is asking of us to do over these next several years as a church. And so we want to, we want to really soak in this, in this letter, um, and, and allow Colossians to do a good work in us so that I think we're ready to receive the the vision. And, and here's what I want you to do now from the Lord. Um, so where we're going in the next couple of weeks. So the first chapter in spilling into chapter two is really one big, long introduction. Even the handful of verses we covered, it's, I, I can't remember if it's, it's verse three or verse nine, but like there's this whole long string of just a, one long sentence for like 20 verses that, that Paul makes this beautiful like introduction to the letter and, and who Jesus is. So next week, that's where we're going to go. We're really going to talk about who is Jesus and this picture of what, um, what Jesus has done for us, his majesty, all that kind of stuff. So next week, we're going to have Jake Herring, one of our elders, mm-hmm. preach on that. And then we'll conclude the introduction portion after that by looking at how Paul himself interacts with that and how that's a reflection of the call for us. Um, knowing all this about Jesus and hearing about the gospel, here's what we're to, you know, to respond and do, um, landing on this, this call to be deeply rooted in, in Jesus. So, um, yeah, those will be the next kind of few weeks as we're, as we're diving into the series and Paul's going to help us see and connect the dots on a lot of this stuff. So it's cool. It's, it's, it's a really fun letter. Uh, encourage everybody, maybe just sit down and yeah, take 10, not, 15 minutes, read yeah, it all in entirety. It's good stuff. <laughs> if there's a book series to do it, like yeah, this that's is, right. <laughs> you know, it's not, not too challenging. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, we are excited. Hopefully we'll see, see y'all this Sunday, but um, yeah, we appreciate you tuning in and we will catch you next time. Thanks guys. See ya.